You're about to listen to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 17. My guest today is Joy Cook of Inspiring Joy, Inc. Joy in this context has two meanings, meaning one, Joy's first name, Joy Cook. The second meaning is Joy as an acronym for the journey of you, which is how Joy approaches coaching. She's a life strategist and success coach, and she has a great story about how she got there. Ready to hear more? Let's get started. Welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 17. My guest today is Joy Cook, the founder of Inspiring Joy, Inc. Joy meaning Joy Cook, but Joy also meaning the journey of you. J for journey of you, Joy. Joy is a life strategist and success coach, and I really encourage you to listen to this entire episode because it actually gets better and better as it goes, and I'll tell you why. We start by hearing Joy talk a lot about her business. I asked her, tell me a little bit about Inspiring Joy. Tell me a little bit about how you coach people. What is a life strategy and success coach? Things of that nature. But as the conversation develops, as the conversation evolves, I become inspired by Joy herself. Her story is really the story. So yes, she's a coach. Yes, she has a coaching technique. Yes, she talks about things like helping people understand their goals, helping understand where they want to get to versus where they are today, helping them build bridges to get there. Yes, she does all of that. But then the conversation starts to come together that really... The first coach Joy ever had was coaching herself. And she didn't coach herself consciously. She coached herself through the evolution of her life and of her career. Um, You'll hear that Joy, you know, became a single mom very um, young. She became a mom very young. She became a single mom very young. She became a working single mom to take care of her family very young. And she was randomly exposed to leadership and coaching at an event, at a seminar she was um, lucky enough to attend randomly. She wasn't supposed to attend, but she did. And lo and behold, it kind of ignited a spark, planted a seed, however you want to call it, to her passion for coaching, for helping people. She was motivated to help herself and motivated to help others. So she nourished that passion or um, nourished or planted or or cultivated those seeds, however you want to call it, for working um, and coaching others. She started coaching sports. She started coaching at a nonprofit. She became a certified coach, and then she really started her coaching business in earnest. She talks about the challenge between um, having a really good, quality, well-paying career, well-respected career, but wanting to follow her passion, which is coaching, 
and the challenges of taking off the golden handcuffs of the solid job and moving towards the um, passion job, if you will. It's an inspiring story. So, so I really love this podcast because it's got this kind of dual track. This track of like, what's it like to be a success coach and, and what's it like to be coached by Joy Cook, but also how did Joy Cook get to become the successful Joy Cook that she is today? So I've stolen quite a bit of um, Joy's thunder only because I really want you to listen to this podcast end to end. It really is good and gets better as it goes. And hearing this in Joy's voice is a lot better than hearing it in mine. So I've teed it up. You've got the background. Hopefully you are inspired to listen. Um, You should be. And so without further delay, here's my conversation with Joy Cook. So, Joy, thanks for being with me today. Thanks for having me, Mitch. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, too. Um, you know, you struck me online uh, when I, you know, and, and you know, you know how it is. You scroll through social media, especially when you have a health and wellness podcast. Um, you have a lot of people who follow you who are in the business. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, inspiring Joy. I like this woman. But, you know you don't really know you like them until you actually speak with them. And of course I like you and I liked you a lot. And that's why I asked you to be on my podcast, but um, Absolutely. you introduced yourself to me, Joy, as a life strategist and success coach. So before we get into what Joy is all about um, and how you got to where you are, I want to understand what you're doing today. So tell me about your current life strategy business and, and how you're helping people today. All right, so let's first bring you into Inspiring Joy, Inc. and give you a little bit more detail about what that actually means. So Inspiring Joy stands for Inspiring the Journey of You, J-O-Y, the Journey of You. And the premise is everybody is in life and everybody is on a journey. And while you're on a journey, we all need inspiration. We all need empowerment. We all need that um, extra tug to figure this thing called life life out. And so where the part comes in for um, the life strategist and success coach, it's all about strategies. We have to have strategies in order to navigate the journey to create whole life success. The other part is oftentimes we find success in maybe one area or two areas in our lives, but we should have success in all areas of our life. That's why it's about whole life success. So the life strategist is about creating strategies to navigate this journey called life. And the success is about how to create whole life life success in your life. So that sounds super, it makes super sense. It makes perfect sense. It's not as easy as it sounds, Joy. It's, It's not. So, you know, when you have someone who comes to you and well, let's face it. I think most people would say, yeah, I'm good at some things. I'm not as good or as good as I'd like to be at some other things. That's kind of the way it is. How can you help me? Like, do people come to you with that? Or do people come to you with like, I'm a hot mess, Joy. You have to help me out. <laughs> like, where, no, do the, where do people fall? Often, Oftentimes when people come to me and our clients that I work with is that there is Um, a reality and there is an ideal, right? (laughs) So the reality is where you are. However, 
most people, wherever they are at any point of life, there is somewhere they're trying to get, right? Right. No matter where you are, you're always looking to say you have an ideal of what things look like for you. So it's really about finding out the reality of what the reality is, where you are, all the things that surrounds where you are, looking towards your ideal, where do you want to get to, and learning how to bridge the gap between the two. Oftentimes you get where you are, but based on your experiences and based on all of your things, but it often takes something outside of yourself to get you someplace that you're not. Like you're, you haven't got to your ideal because there's something additional that's needed. And let's figure out like exploring the possibilities, exploring the opportunities and like figuring out what that is. A lot of times that's going through a process of understanding one's values, understanding what one really wants, understanding the challenges, understanding the obstacles. Oftentimes there is um, stress that's involved in the process. So really debunking the stress and really figuring out tools and strategies in order to work through that to get to the ideal. So it sounds like you're really a guide. You really help someone get to where from where they are to where they want to go. That's exactly about the strategies, the navigation, the journey, like the the success. That's what it's all about. I'm just curious. Do people that you deal with truly understand where they're at today? You know, you kind of have to understand what gap you need to bridge before you start building the bridge. What do you feel about that? Absolutely. So I want to say that most times when I work with clients, they come for one reason. Well, they think they're coming for one reason. As we work together, we figure out and we work through a lot of things through some tools and some resources and strategies that that are encompassed in my coaching and consulting. And we figure out, you thought that that was the answer because that's one, what everybody else is doing. That's what look easy or that's what has the sparkle. And figuring out that it really has nothing to do with the sparkle. It really has nothing to do with everyone else. It really has to do taking a moment to really be self-reflective, to really take a moment to figure out, because when you look back, you can see the challenges, you can see the the roadblocks, you can see the, the obstacles that are in the way. Like, all right, how can we really be aware and conscious of those things and then create things to get through them instead of repeating them over and over and over again? So I didn't tee you up for this. So I want you to think for a second about a real life experience that you might've had with someone. Cause you know, I, I was thinking of, of examples when you were speaking to me, I'm like, you know, it's like when someone wants to go uh, to lose weight and they're like, I need to stop eating cookies. And it's like, the coaches are going to sit there and say, stop eating cookies. They're going to say, like, let's explore why you're eating the cookies. You know, and then you get, then you kind of get behind the person and then you realize that there are other stressors that are causing them, right? So can you give me like an example that you've experienced where someone thinks they, thinks they understand themselves <laughs> and, 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 but you, you've helped them see deeper, for example. I have a great, great example Good. of this. Um, so I have a client that I was working with and this client came to me wanting to, um, have some, basically kind of their ideal that they wanted in mind. They just had some struggles and some challenges getting there. Uh-huh. When we worked together, it was really about, um, 
perfection, like trying to be a perfectionist, Mm -hmm. needing to or wanting to or having the unction to prove themselves to other people. And all of that came from an experience of being set down on the bench in some sporting thing that happened when they were in high school, that they, from that experience, that they have to continuously prove themselves. And so now they're in this space and not really seeing the connection point of this is, this is something that you've been consistently trying to prove yourself and trying to be perfect. But at the end of the day, when we go back to it, it was just the missing component in that particular situation was everybody has their challenges. Nobody's perfect a hundred percent of the time and that's okay. How can you detach from the perfection and how can you detach from the other people and figure out what's inside of you that you want? So we went through a process of really um, going through a process with my clients that I go through is determining your values, right? Mm -hmm. Your values are your guiding factors. And when you think about your values and this person's values had to include vitality and freedom and integrity. It was like, you're not free if you're worried about everybody else all the time. That's right. You know? Right. So it's really that, that that took a course, you know, over some time and some sessions for us to work through that. But it really comes to the other part. It comes to self-vulnerability. Some people yeah. don't know how to be completely vulnerable with themselves, not anybody else. But when you take a moment and you look yourself in the mirror, just you and you, and you can be honest and say, you know what? I didn't do this. I didn't give my all on this point, or I'm holding on to these things that's keeping me captive from moving forward. Or, you know what? I'm hurt. I'm sad. I want love. I want to be heard. I want to be seen. I want to be valued. Oftentimes people have a struggle with being vulnerable with themselves. You know, it's so funny how you say that because there are people who refuse coaching. (laughs) <laughs> or, or there are people who need therapy and refuse therapy. Yeah. They're like, I, I understand what my issue is. And, you know, it's often a few layers deeper than they've, they've, than they've explored. Absolutely. And honestly, understanding yourself is the first part in improving yourself, isn't it? Like, you know, people don't really, really understand themselves. So how do you- But but I think that's the thing. People try to convince themselves that I understand myself. And I I often share this with people. And again, as a coach, I believe you cannot coach people extraordinarily if you have not gone, gone through your own extraordinary process, right? You have to have gone through- your, your inner work as well. So you can have empathy for the people on the other side to understand, like, I get it. I know what you're going through. And it does take a process. It's hard. The other thing is that people convince themselves that they know themselves, right? <laughs> they convince them to, like, I know me. And I often tell, I literally, I probably tell this to every client that I talk with. You only know yourself up to this moment right here. You have no idea who you are, who you're going to become, all the things of that that's in place right now for who you're going to be. And almost almost similar in the the analogy in this is let's say you dated someone when you were in college, uh-huh. right? 
you knew yourself, that person, you were that person based on who you were with being in college and the environment and all the things that surrounded. You only knew yourself in that particular state. If you take yourself to being older, being married, having a family, that's a totally different you, right? Like you didn't know that person, you had no idea about this other person who you were gonna become and who you are because it was a different environment, different time, different person and different people help us know ourselves, right? It, different people, we bring out things, different environment, different circumstances. That's just, yeah, that, I think that's the beauty of life. I, I was just going to say that, that is the beauty of life. That's the beauty. And I, you know, I always admire people who are really, really, really comfortable in their own skin. They're not BSing it. They're not basing it on limited information. They've kind of explored themselves. They really get themselves and they're cool with themselves. Like those are the best, those are the people you want to hang out with. Exactly. And I think it also comes to, for me, with a couple of points. And one of those points is acceptance, Hmm. right? acceptance of who you are up until this point. I accept all the things from all the years and all the experiences, all the failures, all the triumphs, all the things. I accept what has happened happened because it's gone. You can't change any of that, right? (laughs) I accept all of that. And I am also open to the possibility and to the opportunity of everything that I can become going forward. Right. Right. Those are that, if you can be that person, you are taking an enormous step towards kind of like that overall wellness, that overall, you know, healthy mind that we're talking about. Absolutely. And something that I, 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 my, like, you know, something that I am passionate about for myself which also helps me passionate about this for the clients I work with, and even not the clients I work with, but just people in general, of learning self-mastery, personal mastery. Get to know yourself better than you know anyone else. Get to understand your strengths. Get to understand the places where you can improve. Get to understand where the parts of you that are not so great, because in each one of us, there are parts of us that are just not so great and continuously working towards improving and working towards evolving. Something in my in my in my coaching business that I um, kind of create my coaching business around is exploring opportunity, embracing possibilities, evolving personally, elevating professionally and expanding financially. Like going through that process, it's a whole elevation. It's a whole process of really getting to know yourself and and actually connecting to what you want. I find that so many people want a thing, but they are so afraid of the thing that they want or they have these limitations or somebody told them that they should do things one way versus figuring out what works best for them. Yeah, I agree. And so this level of deep personal exploration sounds so easy and it's so not easy. It's so not easy. It's so not easy. Um, And I, I, you know, Joy, one of the things that, 
inspired me to want to have you as a guest on my podcast, inspired me about you, was you've had quite a journey yourself. And you are pretty open to me about the fact that not everything has gone exactly the way you've expected it to, but you've actually landed in really, I mean, such a great spot. I mean, I, I think you're awesome. And thank you, Mitch. I do. <laughs> and, and I also think that um, you put yourself in a position that way you, you can really be helpful to so many other people. So would you mind sharing a little bit about how you became inspiring joy, the, the, you know, the coach um, and, and, and where you came from to get here? Absolutely. Uh, where do I want to start this story? Wherever so let's start, you want. So let's start this story back, way back in the day. Um, <laughs> so, so I think this story starts when I was 18 years old. Okay. 18, just graduated from high school, and I then was married with a kid. At 18, right? Okay. Those circumstances became stigmas that a young mother, young married couple, young, all of these things, the chances of you succeeding have decreased tremendously. They define you in a unfairly not- kind way. So you, yes. you were stuck with a burden, if you will. Yes. I, yes. I, not, How, not, not really a burden, but yeah. a burden However, in society. Yep. I, I wouldn't, I would say it was a burden that birthed in me determination, determination Perfect. to be different and do different. And let me show you who I am, because there's there's something like I knew way back from being a little kid, right? Like I knew there's something in me that was different. I made different, right? And I knew that I will not be a statistic. I will not be identified of something that's not who I am. I am the one who makes the definition of who I'm going to be and how I'm going to be. Nobody's going to determine that for me, right? Yep. So I was very determined. So a mother... Um, a wife. I then had a total of three kids. Uh And um, in this family unit, um, I realized that it, it wasn't working for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I made the decision to get a divorce uh, probably around, I was married for seven years. So probably around 25, 26 or something like that. Um, However, the, the, the thing with that, too, was determination, right? It was this thing that, you know what? I know I want better, and I know I want something different, and this just isn't it. Yep. And I had to, one, bundle up some confidence to say, I can do this. One, let me go back in this. So while being a mother of three kids, while being a wife, while going to school, while working a full-time job, while wearing all these hats, I was doing things that my peers weren't doing. They were out having fun. They were at college. They were didn't have responsibility. I was like, no, I'm here and I'm determined because my story is going to be different, mm-hmm. right? So I'm working. I'm advancing. I went to school to be an accountant. So I had my accountant job. I'm moving up the the ladder. I'm working in jobs and I'm the youngest person just because. So here's the thing. 
my experience in the workforce started when I was 18, right? Because I had to work in order to take care of this kid and be a wife and all these things. So my, my experience in the workforce started when I was 18, while all of my other peers, they were in college. They weren't getting the work experience. I was getting the work experience and in school at the same time. So my add, add life experiences on top. Oh of my that. goodness. The life experience is yes. That's yep. it. So I'm um, in that journey. I knew that there was something more that I wanted. And back then I'm like, you know what? I want to help other young mothers to do this. However, that's not my thing now. That's not where I am. That was just back then. So there was some, a seed that was birth of me wanting to do more mm-hmm. um, and use my story So I worked, I moved up the corporate ladder, I got a divorce, um, I had the confidence and the confidence came and it's, this is a tricky thing about confidence. Confidence, everybody needs it. But in order to build confidence, you have to do a thing, but in order to do a thing, you have to build the confidence. So it's like this, you know, it's like this circle, like where do you get in? Almost like getting a job or wanting a job. You know, you want to get this job and then they tell you, oh, sorry, we can't give you this job because you don't, you don't have, have any experience because you don't have any experience. Right. right. And it's like, well, how do you expect me to get experience if you don't give me opportunity? That's and right. so here's the thing with opportunity and confidence. Sometimes you got to plug into other people's other people's charge. Sometimes you have to plug into your network. Sometimes you have to plug into someone else who has the confidence, someone else who has the guideway, someone else who has the experience, the opportunities or the connections for you to for you to get what you need to be your motivator going yep. on. Right. Sure. Um, so I plugged in. I worked worked in corporate America, had different jobs. I ended up working at this company. And I was the um, accounting manager there, and I did. I wore a lot of hats. It was a smaller, a smaller company, um, smaller in size. So I did a lot of things. Worked really closely with the CEO. The CEO at the time double booked himself for something. He had a conference to go to. So he double booked himself so he couldn't make it. Couldn't so make he the, said, couldn't make the conference. He couldn't make the conference. Okay. So he said, "Hey, I paid a lot of money for this conference." I can't make it. I don't want to lose my money. Can you go to the conference for me, get all you can get and bring it back to me and let me know everything that happened at the conference? I'm like, sure. Again, I'm a single mother. As a single mother, my priority was being a mother. My priority was being a guide to my kids. So I had to sack one. Let me say this. I had to sacrifice a lot. Um, So I didn't travel. I barely ever had been on an airplane, but one time before that, right? So I'm like, I have the opportunity to go, let me go. So I went to I went to California to this conference. This conference literally changed my life, right? So this conference was like the um, Experts Academy or something like that. Again, this is a conference for the CEO of this multi-million dollar business, right? who's just at a different level than me, who's just the accounting manager at this company. Now I'm in this, in this space, in this environment with like hundreds of multi-million dollar CEOs or people who are business professionals and business owners or who have dreams or who's really breaking through the ceiling. When I get into this place, um, all of the information that was shared, I was like, I was like in a 
in a, I don't know, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was like all of this goodness. Like if goodness was raindrops, I was in a thunderstorm. Like it was just good. Yeah, no, I totally get it. It's almost like, um, it's almost like a kid in a candy shop. You, you, you went to this place you were in a way you were out of your league, but in a way you weren't because there was the greatest opportunity for you to learn things and gain things. I was. And you know what? Something that I say, and I have it written on my wall in my office, it says, I belong everywhere I am. And I had to tell myself that at that conference multiple times because I felt like, oh my goodness, like this is kind of out of my league. But no, it's not. I belong everywhere I am. Wherever I am, that's exactly where I belong. So anyway, there was um, a couple of people who really made an impact and change in my life. There was a, a seed that was planted. Darren Hardy, who is a guy who I absolutely love. He's a um, by far a mentor to me and for me. And I learn so much and I grow so much through him and his work and everything that he does. Um, and Brenda Bouchard. He's awesome. And just um, there were some other people that were that were there, but those two are the are the two notable that I have um, kind of stuck with. When I was there, the spark went off. Like, this is this is me. This is where I want to be. This is where I need to be. This is everything. And I came back home. Um, and this was probably Jesus, probably around 10, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. I came back home and I, that seed had been planted. I have this thing that you can only expand to the point of which you're exposed, right? Well, that's so true. Yep. I had this exposure that expanded me. When you know something, you can't, uh, you can't unknow, you can't undo the experience of going through an experience. So I had this experience that literally changed my life, but it wasn't in the moment. It took some time. The seed was there and it just planted over the years. And when you start to align yourself to your purpose, when you start to align yourself to know yourself better, when you start to get clarity and get um, and become open to possibilities, doors begin to open. Connections begin to be made and all of the pieces of the puzzle begin to line up. So it takes me Take me forward to 2016. I had doing had been doing a lot of things, and I um, started working. I coached. I coached basketball and lacrosse at my kids' school. Uh-huh. And while I was coaching there, I realized that these kids just want guidance. These kids just want somebody to care about them. They want to be seen, heard, and valued, which is a principle that I parent by, right? To ensure that my kids are seen, heard, and valued. And I have that principle for when I deal with people. I'm a people advocate, so I love people to be seen, heard, and valued. And so with that experience, it led me to open up a nonprofit for young adults. Because of when I went through this experience of coaching, I had like these like flashbacks of wishing that I had me when I was their age and the nonprofit kind of was birthed from that. And I started this nonprofit and nonprofit was really about um, helping young adults to learn life success skills because school doesn't teach you life skills, right? (laughs) They don't teach you how to be successful in life with life things personal and professional development, because I think those are so super important in any person's life and financial literacy, which I think is all our vital points in every person's lives. And I started that. And then I, as I began to work through that, I started working with a business coach who questioned me 
she said, you really like what you do. I said, I love, like if I can do this full time and I can do this like for the rest of my life, I would love it. She was like, well, why don't you? This is just not for young adults. Every person needs coaching. I was like, you're right. But I was afraid, right? Because breaking away from what I call the golden handcuffs, the job, the paycheck and benefits, breaking away from that is, is a scary transition for a lot of people. And it was scary for me. Anyway, I'm like, you know what? Let me let me explore. So then I shifted away from the nonprofit to build my business as um, a coaching consulting company. And that's brought me to where I am today. And I absolutely love it. And I absolutely like would not want to do anything else for the rest of my life. So this is, this is a great story. So let me summarize and make sure I have it right. So you were busting your butt being first, you know, a, a wife and a mother, then an independent woman, single mother, working, finishing your, your education. You had a lot on your plate. You had a magic moment when you got to go to this conference and see yourself and see the possibilities for yourself in a different light. You didn't go there. You didn't jump into the possibilities right away. Right. You, you, but, mm-hmm. but, but something was planted and then, and then um, you added another ingredient you started coaching young women in sports, right? I assume it was women's sports. Yeah, yeah, basketball and, and lacrosse. Women and so, girls. so you started coaching, and all of a sudden, it all the, the the seed that was planted during that conference started to blossom, right? So you said, "Wait a minute, I could be, I could be a leader, I could be a coach, I could be an advisor." I could, I, I'm coaching these young women in sports. I could coach them and I could coach other young people in a broader sense. Yeah. And something to add in this, this point, when I coach lacrosse, I knew nothing about lacrosse. Oh, I seriously? My, nothing. I've never played lacrosse. I never even knew about lacrosse. Like I was just totally, totally un, had no idea about lacrosse. Do you know, I taught myself how to be a lacrosse coach through YouTube like seriously? I watched seriously, I watch YouTube videos and here the here's the power, which is why oftentimes people think when you're a woman coach that you only coach women. That's, However, that's, I, I made that yeah. assumption just now. Yeah. Yes. No, I think that there is power in men and women collectively together. And where I, I saw that power come in is because when I was coaching the girls lacrosse team, there was the boys there. And I had this thought. My girls can't get better on the on their own. The only way that they're going to get better if they play with someone who has higher skill level and higher capacity than what they do. This was the first year of this girls lacrosse. Team. Oh, I see. Is so, that why? So, is that why you took it on? It just because the girls wanted to play and they needed a coach? No, the the um, athletic director at the school he liked the way that I had dealt with the girls and coached the girls through basketball. And he was like, "I think that you would be great to gotcha. take this on." So I'm like, "Sure, let's do it." Um, anyway, I used the boys to help the girls become better because we all are men and women 
are goal achieving machines. We all want to do better. So the boys wanted sure. to help the girls be better and the girls just wanted to be better than the boys. So it was this great mixture of how this thing all worked out. And yeah, so I think that there is value in men and women collectively working together. And I coach both men and women. Well, I love that because honestly, you know, I've done other podcasts and I live this in my, in my everyday life. I mean, look, I'm very pleased that women are starting to see more opportunities in business and in society, but it's not where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I think this view that you had of, of, young men and young women helping each other improve in lacrosse is just a microcosm of the bigger absolutely the, bigger the opportunity for both men and women it was a learn it was a learning for both of them it was learning for the the boys from the lacrosse team putting themselves in a position to help these girls that was on the lacrosse team become better it was them getting empathy having empathy for their skill set that they didn't have and it was the girls seeing these boys out there like, oh, we're girls, we have girl power, we can do it. Like wanting to do better because these boys were there and they were they were really good at what they were doing. So it was- it's, They both benefited. That's both, the key. It was, a, it was mutually beneficial. And, and, and so the, so continuing on with the story, so it benefited you as well because you started Absolutely. to see the opportunity in you. Absolutely. And that, that's when you started the nonprofit. And to me, you know, listening to now, I know where the whole story goes to the nonprofit was like the next small step for joy. It was, it It was was my stepping stone. It was a safe, it was a safe bet. It was a nonprofit. It was younger people. Um, You know, you, you were an authority figure. You had some experience coaching, but you weren't prepared to make the big jump of saying, A, I'm going to try to make money at this. And B, I could coach people that aren't just, you know, my junior, I could coach anyone, anyone. And you, so, so you had this moment where your, your coach um, told you, you know, what she you challenged, could do, you could do she more. challenged me. Yep. She challenged me to break away from the limiting beliefs that I had about what I could do. And she also challenged me to believe that though being an accountant, you know, like I said, it's the golden handcuffs. It gives me a paycheck. It gives me benefits, but it wasn't the thing that really sparked my joy and my passion of life. I love people. I'm a people advocate. You don't get people in in numbers, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so so here you are. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go to to the optimal moment of this podcast. Yes. So here you are. You are now a certified coach. Absolutely. I'm certified through um, IPEC, which is a coaching institution, as well as through ICF. So certified coach. Yes. You have clients who pay you for your time. They do. They're not just young professionals. They're not just young adults. They're, they're adults of all, all backgrounds and shapes and sizes. Actually, most of them are basically business professionals, business owners, um, and educators. So I'd like to talk a bit. I'd like to put you on the spot a little bit. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you're at a spot where a lot of people are and a lot of listeners are. And frankly, um, and to some extent, I am. And that is 
you still you still have a little bit of that golden handcuff on because you still do your accounting job and you still have, you still make some money that way. But the passion job is the coaching yeah, thing. Absolutely. So how are you navigating the paycheck, the paycheck part of what Joy does and the passion part of what Joy does? And 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 how how what are your plans to try to break out of the break out of the fully to fully break out of the handcuff side? So great question on a spot question. So here's something that I've been really. Um, hey, I, of, you, I, I'm going to be the second coach who truly challenged you, Joy. <laughs> I know. Here's something that I've been really battling with. Right. Um, I make I make good money doing what I do. Right. Yep. Um, well, good is relative, but no, good for you. I, I, good for yeah, you. Yeah, yep. good for me. Um, in my coaching business. I can make that and even more, but I can't make that an even more where I'm still with the golden handcuffs. So and, and, and you know there's going to be a bit of a dip if you if you take off the handcuff. Absolutely. However, strategically, because I'm about being strategic about things, right? Of course. And I'm about knowing that. There is only growth when there's a realistic stretch that's a little bit uncomfortable. So, so I'm in this place where I'm working on my plan right now. However, my second daughter, who's in her third, she has one more year in college. Yep. I'm going to teeter the. I'm going to teeter both until I can finish playing for college. Um, but as soon as her college is done, like I am going to the top of the mountain. And I'm putting on my superwoman cape and I am going to jump off and fly. I love that, Joy. You know, it's it, I love that. And here's why. You know, there's so many people and there's so many cliches out there about, oh, you just have to jump. You just have to take a chance. There are other people who are like, you know, don't take a chance, you know, play it safe. And, and But what you're doing is you're taking a chance in a sensible way. You're doing saying, both. You're doing both. You, but, mm-hmm. but to me, to me, you're taking a chance in a sensible way. And what I mean by that is, you're not jumping to your passion career in a um, irresponsible manner. No. You're, ju- you're, no, you're planning to jump. You will jump. You're doing it in a thoughtful and responsible way that will get you where you want to get to, and 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 make you successful when you do it. Absolutely. And and the thing is, Mitch, is. I have no question, but sometimes comfortable places keep us from growth, right? And they keep us from growth because you're not, you don't really, when you have cushion, you don't really have to stretch as far. That's right. When you have cushion, you don't have to do the hard things. When you have cushion, you don't have to put in the extra effort because you have cushion and it's comfortable. So you do little things. And I feel like a lot, this is where a lot of people are in life is that they, they're they doing little things because they're comfortable. But when you get out into a place of not, not because I want to, it comes to a place because I also want to, but I have to, right? Like, and I and I'm just and I'm ready for that have to place. Like I'm I'm ready for no. I have to go out here and I have to make impact. 
I have to empower. I have to be the change. I have to be the voice. I have to be on the stage. I have to be in a, in a boardroom. I have to be in, in, in front of people. I have to. You do have to. And, and, and <laughs> I do. And you're doing it and you're going to do more of it. So let's wrap up with this, Joy. Let, you know, I know that in, in the year 2021, Joy can coach anyone from anywhere because all you need Absolutely. to do is what we're doing. We can get on Zoom. Absolutely. Um, but you did tell me you're based in the East Coast. You're based in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Which is um, one of my favorite cities. That's where I went to college. And um, it's one of my favorite cities. But um, one of my favorites, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In fact, in fact, uh, you and I discussed the fact that, you know, we, bo- we both have accounting backgrounds. We yep. both have a love of Washington D.C. We both love coaching people. Uh, we both we both know that we can coach anyone, but we do have a, a kind of a soft spot for young adults. So um, you and I do actually do have quite a bit in common. Joy, if there are listeners out there who want to connect with you, what's the best way to do it? So the best way, um, my website, which is inspiringjoyinc.com. Um, I'm on all social media platforms at Inspiring Joy Inc. So. Perfect. Well, I'm going to post all that in the links to this podcast. Um, honestly, I'm hopeful that we can stay in touch because I, I really dig you, and I also really, I also am really excited to see how you take this next step in your career and and crush it as a full time coach, which I know is coming soon. Oh, it's, it's coming. And just to share, just want to share one thing before we, we get off. Um, I talked about the nonprofit yes. and I'm bringing the nonprofit back into the picture okay. and I'm doing, I'm doing it in a different way. So soon coming soon, I'm working on this initiative. Um, this initiative is called the hope micro grant and hope stands for helping other people evolve. So with, oh, you are good with these acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so the Hope Micro Grant is a collaboration of some amazing people who I have all pulled together. And we want to make impact. We want to make economic economic growth. We want people to grow personally and professionally. So we're creating these micro grants to provide to individuals and small businesses every month. We're going to give a micro grant out to an individual and a small business. However, these people also have to go through coaching, four weeks of coaching, to, because we don't want to just give money to people. We really want to make a change and make impact. And we make impact by figuring out what the challenges and what the bottlenecks and creating solutions. So that's going to be coming soon. I'm super excited about that. So here's my commitment to you, Joy. When when that launches and that's up and running, I want you to send me all the information. I want to post it on on my social media and on my website as well. I sure will. Because I know you're going to be able to help, you know, especially, you know, growing and, and young businesses, you know, be successful because it's a combination of financial support and coaching support. I think that, I think that's a recipe for success. Absolutely. I'm so excited about it. Well, in addition you. to just coaching, but thank you. I appreciate it. This is great. I, um, I will definitely keep in touch. I will post all of your information in this and I wish you much success, Joy. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Mitch. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right. So I hope you really enjoyed that episode. It, it is inspiring listening to someone who is a coach because of the journey that she herself you know, went through, um, built upon 
and really use that that experience plus training to help others. I, I really love it. A um, couple things that Joyce said that I really um, took away that I'm going to remember. One is the sign that she has in her office that I have written down here in my office now. I belong everywhere I am. So you're always good enough. You're always can make yourself good enough to to handle the position that you're in. So that quote, I belong everywhere I am, I, I took away. The other thing I took away is that um, you're the pro- – I mean, look – this is something that we all know, but, but sometimes we need a reminder. And Joy reminded me of this really clearly. She said, um, I don't know if I have the quote right, but here's the, um, here's the message. You know, the beauty of life is the journey of life. You're a product of your experiences. You, you spend time collecting experiences like Joy did. You're a product of your experiences, your surroundings, and your circumstances. And it's those experiences, those um, surroundings and circumstances that are forever changing and forever allowing you to change and grow. And that is the journey and that is the beauty of life. And it's funny because I, I did a vlog episode on the Meet Mediocrity YouTube channel that talked very specifically about change being good and stagnation not being good and, and people fear change and, and people are concerned about change, but frankly, it is that change that enables us to grow, to collect the experiences that we collect and to become the people that we're going to become. And that is the beauty of life and joy. And I had that conversation today and it really kind of brought the whole thing together. So Joy Cook, thank you very much. I wish you continued success and I hope that you take those cold and handcuffs off and become that full-time success coach and life strategist because you're a good one and you know while i'm at it you you, i really also encourage you to (laughs) pop over to the youtube channel the meet mediocrity youtube channel and check out my short four minute videos approximately all kinds of life experiences um getting a lot of watches not as many as i hope to get one day but it's growing so pop over to youtube check out the vlog if you have four minutes at any given time you can check out one of my videos if you've got more than four minutes you could check out more than one video and so with that i would say if you're enjoying meet mediocrity whether it's the vlog or the youtube channel or my weekly newsletter that you can get by the way by going to meetmediocrity.com and putting in your email address if you're enjoying those things Please continue to tell a friend, like my Instagram and Facebook posts, and um, continue to be part of the Meet Mediocrity community. So with that, I would ask you to continue to enjoy spring, which I've been saying throughout spring. Summer's almost here, but continue to enjoy spring. Stay healthy, keep smiling, be positive, and stay well. That's a wrap on the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 17. Take care, everyone.